Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us around the state today on the Super Talk Radio Network. Bob and Kelly from the First Bank Studio in Hattiesburg. And we're glad to have you. We're going to be talking a little later in the show about Brian Dozier. Of course, the Southern former Southern Miss star has now signed with the San Diego Padres. We'll give you all the details on that. Going to be talking some Southern Miss baseball with the Valparaiso head baseball coach here in just a couple of moments. Who will be the Golden Eagles opponent this Friday as they travel down to Louisiana to play in a tournament down there with Valparaiso and uh, McNeese State? Uh, a good tournament that should be. But first, uh, opening segment sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, proud supporters of Southern Miss Athletics. And, of course, the Eagle Hour. You can enjoy their delicious foods. They cook them in-house every single day, and they'll cater any event for you, large or small. Maybe a baseball weekend coming up would be a great time to call Dickies. You can sit back, relax, and Kelly Sander let Dickies do the cooking. Couldn't think of a better idea, particularly this time of year. That's correct. All right, the flu-ridden Southern Miss baseball team, nine players short at last report, on their way to Oxford for an afternoon contest, again, against the uh, in-state rival Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, that's always entertaining when they play each other. Very even, too. Pretty much evenly split. Well, if you had your full roster. If you I had mean, your full the roster. poor guys are dropping like flies here to the flu bug. Right. So I'm guessing they're all driving up with masks on. They're driving back with masks <laughs> they were on. smart, yeah. About that. So uh, that game's at 4 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, but then the Golden Eagles are going to turn their attention uh, to Lake Charles, Louisiana, where they're going to play in a tournament this weekend uh, with McNeese State, two games against the Cowboys and two games against Valparaiso University out of Indiana. And uh, we're very honored and very happy to have their coach, Brian Schmack, with us uh, on the Eagle Hour. And, Coach, uh, first of all, thanks so much for coming on the show with us. Yeah, no, my pleasure. Uh, good to talk to you guys. Well, it's good to talk to you, Coach. Let's get started by asking you to do this. I don't – I think it's fair to say that Southern Miss fans are not real familiar uh, with your baseball program. I'm not sure that they have played, certainly not in recent years. And I'm assuming the same would be true about your guys, not too familiar with Southern Miss baseball. So if you will, tell our listeners around the state of Mississippi about your ball club and your program, Coach. Yeah, uh, we're a um, school out of Northwest Indiana. So we're basically right in between Chicago and uh, Notre Dame, I guess, for reference. So. Uh, you know, we compete in the Missouri Valley Conference. This is our third year in that conference, so it's a little bit new to us also. But, uh, you know, it's, it's our spring break at this time of the year, so we've been down to Louisiana and this uh, that part of the country for uh, the next two weeks and looking forward to some, some good weather and good baseball. Coach, how do, you, uh, how do you connect with these schools down south? We see a lot of schools from up in the Midwest and the north uh, come down here this time of year to play baseball. How do, how do you guys make connections with one another? Yeah, there's you know there's websites that you know guys that are looking for open games or open weekends. Uh, I think you get to know some of the coaches and you just kind of start to play them every three four years or something like that. So and you know, we've gone down to McNeese. I've been there 14 years as Valpo, and 
we've uh, this will be our third time I think going down there. So you kind of get to know the guys, and you just start to say, let's you know, we'll meet you down here in a few years, and then kind of do this again. So um, that's one of the ways. Right. So what will Southern Miss fans see? Those that will travel over there, and probably will take a pretty good contingent over there, and those listening around the state uh, Friday afternoon when your two teams lock horns, what kind of ball club will we see? Uh, you know, hopefully competitive team. I mean, we're looking, you know, we're looking at team field right now, so we're excited to be outside. And, um, you know, we haven't practiced on a field yet. Uh, we've had two weekends. We're down at Western Kentucky and then at Louisville last weekend. So those were our first times outside. So we're going to be excited. And, and you know, we, we like to play the Southern schools. And, you know, this tournament's going to be a good test for us because I know both programs are, are you know, rated pretty high and expected to win their conference. So um, for us, we're, we're excited to be outside, and hopefully it's a competitive match and, and, and you see our guys playing all out because, um, you know, like I said, we're, we're excited about the weather and just the time being outside. And I, and I want to talk about the weather too, Coach, because in football, you know, it's, it's, in the, it's in the fall. Before things get too cold, teams have already practiced. They're playing at their best when the weather is good. Basketball, it doesn't matter because you're inside. Hockey, it doesn't matter that you're inside. But here's a team from, you know, northern Indiana. By the way, I go to the Indy 500 every year, so I do, I do give my money to the Indiana economy there. Um, we appreciate it. Yeah, <laughs> every year. But can you describe, and I, and I know it is what it is, but can you describe the disadvantage that the northern teams in general have when it comes to the sport of baseball? Yeah, you know, I think for us, obviously, the, the ground balls and the fly balls, I mean, we don't, we, we don't have the opportunity to, to do those types of things. So we're in cages for most of the most of the, the winter and you know we'll take some ground balls but it's on a gym floor or it's on a um you know a smaller astroturf type facility where you, know, you can't see something off the bat like i said the first time we see a fly ball is in a game so you know i think spatially things open up for us a little bit which hopefully slows us down but you know we can't work on the finer things like on defense and and pickoffs and situational type stuff until we get on the field so you know if you were to look at our first game at western kentucky i mean we did everything wrong i mean it was you know, bunt defense, um, you know, fly balls, errors. I mean, just the things that, that normal teams have a chance to work on. And, you know, I've talked to some of those guys down there, and they're playing nine or ten inter squads before the season starts, and we haven't played one. We're just going head-to-head in the cage. So, um, you know, those are the things I think that kind of hamper us. But but our guys know it, they're used to it, and, and we deal with it our own way. So that's why we're excited to be outside. And a lot of these uh, organizations like Under Armour and Baseball Factory and Perfect Game and things like that, I'll, I'll talk with – a lot of these scouts and so on, and talent evaluators, and I asked them about Southern players being recruited by Northern schools, and they said it really, it really doesn't happen a whole lot. And I said, why not? And they said, because generally the Southern kids won't stay if they go to a Northern school. Is that, has that been your experience from your colleagues and whatnot? And if so, why does that seem to be the case? Um, yeah, I just think they're not used to it. So, you know, we have a it's really interesting. We have a pretty strong contingency from California. I think a few years ago we had 17 of our 30-some kids on the roster were from California. So, um, you know, it's an opportunity for them to play, but I think they're not used to it. So when we do go inside, you know, they uh, they struggle a little bit because and, and, obviously they're used to being outside all the time. So, you know, we don't we don't find that they transfer. We just find that they have it a little bit more difficult when, when the weather does turn. So, you know, a lot of our guys now are from the Midwest and from the area they are used to it, and you know, they're doing the same things in high school also, so it's no big deal to them. So I think we've started to favor that model a little bit more. So the first time a blizzard comes through, they don't have too big a culture shock because they're already used to it, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, and it's it's just, you know, it's normal business for them. You know, I mean, uh, some of the California guys or Southern guys, when they see snow, they're, 
you know, they're excited. Their parents are sending them a winter coat for the first time. You know, it's just a complete culture shock for them. So, so when you, you know, you go out and, you, and from what you talked about, the trip to Western Kentucky, and you might go south and take a few lumps, how do you battle with uh, morale if the team, you know, had, takes an excessive amount of lumps maybe earlier on in the season, even depending on the weather? I mean, it's obviously a reasonable explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's a challenge, and it's something that we battle, and we try not to make excuses. Um, I think it's reasons, but it's not excuses. And, you know, it's trying to find that fine line. And, and we, um, you know, because we're used to it, we, we, we don't use that as an excuse. But we also know that seeing a ground ball for the first time at, at, a, at that speed is going to be a little bit challenging. So um, we just continually talk about it, and, and we try not to harp on it. But we also say that, hey, listen, as we start to go through this and get outside more and more, we should get better. And I think that's what kind of keeps guys' heads up. Coach, another thing that uh, Southern uh, programs have been doing here the last couple of years, they all have fall baseball down here. NCAA recently allowed them to play some games with opponent, other opponents. So Southern Miss, for example, has been playing fall baseball games with Alabama and Tulane over the last couple of years, which our coaching staff here tells us is just a huge, you know, is a huge thing for them. Does the weather allow you to do that uh, in your part of the country? Oh, yeah, for sure. That's actually the best weather we have. Um, you know, we always talk about it. We should switch seasons because our, our fall when we get to school will still be 70. When, when it starts to get in October, maybe in the 60s or high 50s, which is perfect. Um, and we'll play more. You know, we, we also play those two fall games. So usually in, when we're playing those games, it is, like I said, high 50s, low 60s. And, and we won't see that until possibly April or May. Right. Uh so you're looking forward to getting down here and getting some action in, I guess. What kind of ball club are you hoping to have this year? Are you going to be an offensive, defensive team? Uh, how do you like to play baseball, Coach? Yeah, if we're going to be successful, we're going to pitch and play defense. Uh, we've kind of got a little bit of an older staff, although some of our younger guys are starting to step forward these first couple weekends. But um, if we're going to have any success, we have to pitch the baseball. And, you know, we'll, we'll manufacture some runs, um, although we put up 10 against Louisville, which was a little bit of a surprise for me. But, um, you know, like I said, if, if we're going to have success, it's going to be on the mound. And it's just throwing strikes and, and playing defense. I mean, we're not going to have too many guys that are going to, you know, uh, high draft prospects, stuff like that. So if, if, if we're throwing the ball over the plate and feeling it, I think it gives us a good chance every every game. Well, i got to hand it to you, Coach. You're certainly not afraid of playing the big dogs. When you open the season with Louisville, uh, Southern Miss, and McNeese State, you got regional teams <laughs> all over the place. You know? Yeah, I probably need my head examined on that one. But um, <laughs> I think for us, like you said, we, we want to play the best. And it gives us an opportunity to find out, you know, where we stack up and what we need to work on. I think there's a lot to learn from, you know, losing and failing. And I think this is an opportunity to do that. And, and uh, you know, it sets us on a course for the Missouri Valley Conference, which is extremely challenging also. So um, I think we're, we're pretty battle-tested when, when we get to, to conference play. All right, Coach, just a couple more questions for you. We've got a very short commercial break. Can you hang on about three minutes and let us uh, wrap up the conversation? Absolutely. All right, we're talking uh, to head baseball coach uh, Brian Smack from Valparaiso University, and we'll be right back with more with the coach. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back to the Eagle Hour. Glad you're with us this afternoon, wherever you're listening. This segment is sponsored by Campus Bookmark. 
campusbookmark.net. Now, if you're a North Mississippi listener or maybe over in the western part of the state, you can always go to campusbookmark.net, and uh, you can peruse, Kelly. Do you like that, that word? That is a great word. Like I, word? It's peruse underused. their great inventory, and they will deliver it right to you. You've heard about this Internet thing. You can go on a computer, order something, and some stranger shows up and hands it to you. I, I've heard that, but I, I think it's... I think it's a fad. You I'm just, telling you. You don't think it's going to last? I don't, no way. Kind of like the pet rock. I, I got you. It's going to be a thing of the past. <laughs> That's soon, right. Huh? We'll laugh about this in 20 years. Uh, Brian Schmack is the head baseball coach of Valparaiso University. We're very happy to have him on the Eagle Hour. They'll be playing Southern Miss Friday afternoon in the Lake Charles Tournament along with McNeese State. Coach, we had a couple more questions for you, then we'll let you go. We appreciate your time. We live here in an, in an area of the country that college baseball has just become enormously popular. Older guys like me and Kelly think back 20 years ago when it was always football, 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 but that's really not the case anymore. There is just a huge following for, for college baseball here in the, in the Deep South. Where does college baseball stand in, in the Midwest? I know Indiana is a huge basketball state. Uh, do you see the development and, and the growing popularity of college baseball in, in your region of the country as well? Yeah, I think you do. And obviously with the ESPN and the College World Series and the ratings that it's been getting, you know, Indiana went to the World Series, uh, was that, 13, I believe. Right. And, you know, Michigan this year. I think, you know, with, with those teams starting to do that, I think that the, um, you know, the, 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 the popularity is picked up in this area for college baseball and, and, and you know, people are still going to go south. The better guys are still going to maybe go south for the weather and whatnot. But in this area, it's it's extremely popular, and, and we're happy about that. You think college baseball is getting a fair shake from the NCAA? A lot of coaches uh, in our neck of the woods have, have some issues with the way college baseball is approached uh, by the organization as opposed to some of the other sports. Yeah, I think it's still kind of getting the short on the stick. And, you know, you're talking about scholarships, I'm sure, and, you know, the amount of money and just the rules of having to give 25%, just some of those ones. I think it's probably not treated as fairly as some of the, the other big two, you know, basketball and football. And, and hopefully that changes, you know, like you said, because it's becoming more and more popular and it's making a ton of money. You just think that maybe they can start giving back to, to the student-athletes. We're talking with uh, Coach Smack, the head coach of Valparaiso, or Valparaiso, whichever uh, you prefer, in, located in Indiana. Now, Coach, this is a Southern Miss show. And we want to let people know why people right here in this area, Southern Miss fans, should love Valparaiso. And it goes back to 1998. What happened significantly in the Valpo basketball program in 1998 that garnered the Crusaders' national headlines? Well, you know, Bryce Drew, um, I think he put a dagger in, in the fans of Ole Miss when he, when he hit that shot. and. You know, you'll see it in March Madness at the beginning of usually every show. And, you know, I forgot the, the name of the play that they call it, but, uh, you know, kind of an inbound, inbound pass and one of those Hail Mary-type shots that happen to go in and then kind of rip their hearts out. So um, I apologize on behalf of that. Uh, oh, no need. No, no, no. No, okay, no. Okay. no don't feel no, the need so, to apologize. I'm glad. Yeah, no, I'm glad. Actually, That's how you would have heard of us. Yeah, Southern Miss and Ole Miss are playing tonight. Yes, in, they love each other dearly. In baseball. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds like it. So what's the goal this weekend, Coach? I mean, obviously you'd love to come out with an undefeated record of this tournament, but realistically, what are some things you want to check off the, uh, the list this weekend? Uh, for us, we want to get better. I know that's it's very vague, but, I mean, we, we want to see some improvement. And, and, you know, as we've been outside and, and even our three games versus 
uh, Louisville, we got better every single game. So hopefully that gives our guys a little bit more confidence and we can start uh, figuring out who are, you know, our starters are going to be maybe as, as conference season rolls around. And it's a great opportunity for our guys to get some innings, especially the young guys. Um, you know, we've, we've been playing three games a weekend and now we're four this weekend. We've got some midweeks as we move down there. So uh, a lot of guys are great opportunities. We want to see them kind of get their feet wet and, and, and see who's going to be a part of this. Uh, this season for us. Have you got everybody on your staff on a pitch count this weekend? Uh, yeah, somewhat of a rough count. I mean, you know, they're starting to extend. I mean, we we can't do this too much longer. There's only, you know, 14 weeks here during the season, so it's not like we're going to take them seven deep and then, and then let them go. We, you know, we, we need to win games, so we prepare them early on and, and we'll try to cut them loose, you know, uh, as, as this weekend goes on. All right, last question, Coach. You said you had some other games. Where all are you guys going to be while you're down here? So we go... Uh, the, the four this weekend, obviously, we'll play Nickel State in a midweek. Uh, we'll drive over to Georgia Southern for the next three-game series. We'll come back to Alabama State for two, and then we'll finish up at Southeastern Louisiana for a weekend series. Oh, so God. you got the Southland and the Sun Belt all rolled yeah, into one there. competition. For sure. No yeah. Now, now, in the Missouri Valley, Coach, not everybody has a baseball team, so? Yeah, correct. Uh, Northern Iowa, Trying to think what else. Dallas Baptist has one, so they don't have anything else other than baseball. But uh, I think those three are the ones that don't have uh, baseball. And Drake and Northern Iowa are both in the state of Iowa. Right. Uh, Kurt, yep. Kurt Warner was the quarterback for the. And Dallas Baptist is a good baseball program. Yeah, they, they are. are. Yeah, they're really program. good. Well, Coach, listen, yeah. we sure appreciate your time. We always love talking to college baseball guys, and uh, we hope you, you and your guys have a safe trip down here. Hope you enjoy your visit in the South, and, and hope you have a lot of good luck. And tell the basketball team, too, Coach, feel free to beat Ole Miss with a heartbreaker any time they want. Every time they get an opportunity, Coach. We'd be good with I'm that. I'm sure they'd love it. I'm sure they'd love All right, it. Coach, thanks so much for your time, sir. Appreciate it, guys. All right, Brian Smack, everybody, is the head baseball coach at Valparaiso. Uh, they've uh, they've struggled, Kelly. 14-36 and 36 last year, 19-34 and 34 the year before, 24-29 uh, back in uh, 16. But, you know, man, it's tough to compete when you can't get on a field. No, that's that's the point I was I was trying to make. It's And, and again, football, the season's about over, you know, when, when the weather becomes, you know, tough to deal with basketball and hockey you're inside just about every other sport you know you're inside even track and field this time of year is inside but for these northern baseball teams to come to come down and 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 look let's let's just be realistic i mean a lot of them get their brains beat out you know coming down here playing guys in the south so it's so it's tough and i'd imagine to to manage expectations and to manage team morale when you really are, you know, being played, you're, you're playing against guys who are outside all year round, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm sure the same is probably true of golf. You sure. know, you just don't sure. see a lot of guys from the north that make it big in golf because of the, sure. the weather problems. So, uh, so God bless them, you yeah. know, and, and, I, and again, they're certainly not afraid for heaven's sakes, no. Louisville, McNeese and Southern. Right, you know, Georgia Southern. Southern. That's not going to be easy. Southeastern Louisiana. None of those. None of those are going to be a cakewalk. That's for sure. You know, you you don't see it much. It was so unusual for Michigan to be in the College World. Now they're very good. They're very good. But boy, that's rare. That's really rare. But you know, some of those schools have so much money that they can literally build an inside baseball field. Right. So they're even on the field, even though they're inside. Right. You know, um, right. I don't know that Michigan does, but I'm just saying when you're a school of that size and fi- have the financial resources, you can do that. Right. Well, the Crusaders played they played a three game set with Western Kentucky to start the year. They went one and two. Uh, they lost three games to Louisville. Uh, 
However, they played a pretty close, I think, a two-run game with Louisville. And then later in the series, I think the last game, they scored 10 on Louisville. So maybe Louisville's not the greatest team, but they're a pretty good team. And I think they're a top-20 program. Year in and year out. Uh, pretty so, good uh, you baseball. know, uh, we'll see. Uh, and, I think, and I think his expectations are realistic. He said, look, we just want to get better, you know, um, and, and take it for what it is. Look, guys, we're going to get out of the cold. Of Valpert, Northern Indiana, you're yeah. almost right right in the Great Lakes. It's still bitterly cold. Right, and they'll probably still get some snow before you know right. before it's all right. said and done. So to just to, to manage the expectations and give these guys a chance to play, and on their spring break, they're coming south. Right. You know, thawing out a little bit. It'll probably be memorable for them, no sure. matter how they do. Sure. All right. First up, though, the, the baseball team I'm sure is on its way right now to Oxford if they're not already there. Four o'clock game uh, this afternoon with Ole Miss. Uh, both teams six and one on the year, uh, but I will tell you that the Golden Eagles are, are not fully prepared for tonight with nine players back here in Hattiesburg. That was as of yesterday. Nine players with the flu. The flu really, really on the baseball team. And and before and we want to pick up on that in just a second, Bob. But while I'm while it's still fresh in my mind, the guy Slade and Booty and all the guys at Four Street want to remind everybody. And of course, Four Street helps sponsor the show. They're having a viewing party today. At four oh, o'clock, okay. so you can see the game. Yeah, at Four Street, they're going to have uh, they're going to have the game on all the TVs at Four Street, and have some other uh, fun stuff going on during Libations. the ball game. It could be There's a distinct possibility that that'll right. that'll be happening. But four o'clock today at at Fourth Street. But anytime you're playing Ole Miss, and we joke about the Rebels, but um, but and credit to Coach Bianco, he's always been very respectful, absolutely, of the Southern absolutely. Miss program. So this is all in fun. But um, anytime you can play a team of that caliber and come out with a win or two, wow! Yeah, you know Scott's got a winning record. Yeah, against Coach Bianco, I want to say eleven and seven. And Drew, but Boyd, they're always good games. They're always tough. Ole Miss always got a really good program. And Drew Boyd, the lefty, I think is is he going today? <clears throat> well, if he's over the flu. Yeah. He had the flu over the weekend. That's right. He sure did. He's, and that's got to have some effect on your stamina. Right? I would think so. Yeah. But again, I think early in the year, um, and, and Coach Schmack was talking about it, you do want to limit your, your pitcher some, but but there's no there's no business like show business, so to speak. Right. So get them out there and make them yeah. you know, com- competition tested. All right. Good matchup today. Four o'clock. Ole Miss and Southern Miss uh, from Oxford. Uh, and a viewing party available at 4th Street Bar and Grill. All right, Brian Dozier's back on the scene. We're going to tell you when and where and what he's doing and what he got when we come back. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Welcome back, and I want to thank Coach Brian Smack for joining us. Uh, very nice of him, Kelly, and I'm sure they don't get a lot of radio interviews about baseball up there, but we always enjoy talking to those coaches, and they always seem very eager to talk to us about college baseball. That's part of their jobs. They see, you know, is to uh, help spread the word and goodwill, you know, around the country. Right. This segment sponsored by Four Street Bar and Grill. We talk about them every day, but we like them a lot down there. They have great food, a great environment. It's always a lot of fun. If you're a Southern Miss fan, you're just right at home when you're down there. And 
worth repeating again. Baseball today, huh? Yeah, and it's kind of that they have the viewing party today at four o'clock. Southern Miss against Ole Miss, and Fourth Street's kind of a kind of a blue collar place, right. you know. Um, but uh, but they've got. And, and us blue-collar guys don't always eat as healthy as we could. You've got those menu options, but they've also got real heart-healthy stuff, too. Right. You know? So uh, whatever you might be in for menu-wise, they've got it at 4th Street Bar and Grill, right over the 49 Bridge in the shadow of M.M. Roberts Stadium, proud to support the Eagle Hour. There you go. All right, we've been on the Brian Dozier watch. Of course, Brian just coming off a one-year deal with the Washington Nationals. Got him a, a World Series ring and a big wad of cash for winning the World Series and uh, did not choose to go back to the Nationals. And uh, so our buddy and our baseball guru, Al Holder, has been watching very closely. Uh, Dozier signs this week with uh, the San Diego Padres. Al is with us now. But, Al, a minor league contract, is that what I understood? Uh, that's what it was. Uh, it was a, a, a minor league contract, uh, and it, in the contract, it's uh, $2.2 million plus incentives, and I have no idea what they are if he makes the major league uh, club. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty encouraged. I think he's going to be able to do it. Uh, they've got a, 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 a the Profar a kid they brought over from Oakland. He's a switch hitter, but he can play several positions. He, he can play first. He can play third uh and then they've got some other uh, uh players garcia uh beckham and quiros but i don't i, I just don't think uh, i think this is going to be between uh dozier and profar primarily to see if dozier can uh can can uh be a big assistance to the ball club if nothing else uh, i think he's going to hit uh they're going to keep him on the club just to hit left uh, against left hand Mm-hmm. You can you can say it. We've talked about this show all uh, on this show all the time about how money talks. Trust me, the Padres, who are not a big market club in the grand scheme of things, the Padres are not going to pay a minor leaguer two point two million dollars. That ain't happening. All right. So he's maybe officially he has to air quotes make the roster, but he's made the roster. They're not yep. going to pay a minor league guy that kind of money. Yeah, two point two million is uh, really not a great big uh, sum. He made uh, nine million last year with the Nationals. I think it was seven for the uh, the nineteen season, and then they in January of this year they paid him an additional two. Uh, the other thing that helps a lot is you know they've gone from a twenty five to a twenty six man roster, and uh, so uh, they uh, that probably helps uh, him. Uh, stay with the club, but he's still got to go out there and uh, Tingler, the manager, I think he likes Dozier. I think he likes what he brings to the, to the clubhouse. Uh, I think he likes, uh, what he's done in the past. Uh, I mean, what's not to like, he, he was probably one of the premier second basemen there for about two or three years, but he, he's going to have to, uh, uh, pay attention to the, his pitches and, and uh, not with quite as much. I think he'll, he's going to be all right. I, I predict he makes the club, and plays a whole lot. Well, here's my question to both of you guys. I mean, Brian Dozier hit 20 home runs last year as a you know as a, a part time player basically for the Nationals. Does he still bring Kelly a lot to the table? This is but this is what I've been scratching my head about the whole time, Bob. This guy really has not had a lousy season. No, I mean he really hasn't. And Al, although you and I can't comprehend 2.2 million dollars. In the Major League Baseball financial scheme of things, that is kind of chump change. 
right? Mm-hmm. He's yep. worth a heck of a lot more than two million, two point two million dollars to me. But you know, it's like it's like once once people get an opinion of a guy, there's nothing you can do to change it for better or for worse. So somebody's got the word out there that Brian Dozier can't play on an everyday basis. I think they're nuts, but they must have that view. Um, but yeah, he hasn't had a bad season, and now you you kind of get. Uh, you know, a little scrap thrown to you just prior to the season, you know, that you, and, then you, and you have to quote-unquote make the club? What do you make of that, Al? I, I think, he, I think first of all, I, there were a lot of second-basemen free agents this, week, this year. And I think that uh, that had a lot to do with it. The fact that he's about 33 years old has something to do with it. Uh, I think uh, he hit 20 home runs, but probably most of which came before August. Because he didn't play a lot after August, he was kind of a utility kind of a player after that. Because uh, uh, what was the kid's name? Chavez Garcia beat him out there at second. But it, it's uh, 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 I, the incentives part of this. We have no idea what that is. But it, you know, he he may make another million dollars for hitting twenty home runs. He may make another million dollars. That that contract could could blow up to eight or nine million dollars if he meets certain criteria in it. So right. I mean, we just don't know. But I think, Brian, what he was looking for was a chance to play a lot. And I think uh, I think he could have signed with the White Sox. I think he could have signed uh, – uh, I think the Diamondbacks were kind of interested in him at one time. I think I think he's had other opportunities. It was just more as a utility kind of a player. Uh, and I think he wants to play every day. I think I, and I think this is his best chance, and that's uh, what he took. Well, and, you know, I think he's in a position too. He can kind of pick and choose what he wants to do because I know when he when he signed with the Nationals, he was offered a multi year deal with another ball club. Yeah, he said at the time he wanted a chance to win a World Series ring, so exactly. he went to Washington on a one year deal because they were loaded with talent. He won that ring. So, but it sounds like I, I, I kind of think Al he could have probably gone back to Washington as a as a utility player. But I, he now I think he got the World Series ring and he wants to be on the field the remainder of his career. Is that you, you got understand? that right? Because the Padres ain't going to win the World Series, right? You think that's it, well, Al? I, I tell you what, uh, the more I'm reading about the Padres, I have not followed followed them a lot. But this Tingler is the new manager. And uh, I I kind of like this guy. I, I think it, uh, if if they can get their their uh, defensive lineup squared away and uh, th- their pitching uh, comes through like they like they're thinking, they may be a pretty good club out there in the West this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, Trofar is is a switch hitter, and he like I said, he can play multiple positions. So mm-hmm. I think it's up to Brian to go out there. And hit the baseball because he and you know his uh, Kelly was talking about his averages for a second baseman. He's been pretty average, including last year across the board uh, in the major leagues. Right. So he's he's not below average. He's right. he's a, he's a kind of an average player for, in the major leagues, which by the way is saying a lot. <laughs> Every yeah. one of those guys is really special. Good. Now both yeah. of you guys are Detroit Tiger fans. Am I right about that? Y- yes. We're, yeah, we're that's how I, uh, Al and I met. We're in group therapy twice. Yeah, y'all a month. suffered together for a number of years, <laughs> yeah. right? and it was very effective. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're still least, fans. What does that for tell me. you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it took on Kelly Al. No, <laughs> he has some real lapses, and the Tigers sure aren't winning the World Series. <laughs> I, uh, let me tell you that the Tigers going to be better this year. 
Al, how could they be any worse? <laughs> well, I mean, that's true. Yeah. Maybe they're going to get up off the floor. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean yeah. they won 40 games or something last year. It was, I mean, it was yeah. a total embarrassment. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that was 39 more than the Cincinnati Bengals won. Well, yeah, and, and now you got <laughs> poor Joe Burrow, you know. All right, Al, well, before, you, before we let you go, uh, your ball team is on its way to Oxford. I know that's one of your favorite places. Uh, nine kids on the baseball team not making the trip with the flu. Yep. Uh, so not not a very good omen. Am I right about that? Well, let, let me tell you what I think about that sort of thing. There's a lot of people, a lot of players, that are on the bench chomping at the bit, and this is their opportunity. Yeah. And so their focus gets really sharp. And so you don't be surprised if you don't see some surprising things to see. Oh, good. Well, we hope so. We we hope they get well. The pretty tough McNeese State ball club they're going to be playing this weekend. I'm sure you agree with that. Yes. Yeah. All right. Well, baseball's <laughs> off to a good start. Brian Dozier's now a San Diego Padre, and you guys still have the Detroit Tiger season to look forward to. So everything <laughs> yeah. is good. Can can we have a moment of silence? <laughs> 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 you know, so while the Eagles are dealing with a bus full of germs, I guess, right, right. and you got the Rebels dealing with a bus full of themselves, right? Uh, <laughs> you got a, a rare four o'clock start today uh, uh, in that one, and uh, we'll be pre-gaming at Four Street. Wish you were here, Al, but I know it's it's time for uh, you know it's time for your water aerobics or whatever they're doing there at the home. So. <laughs> <laughs> How many players did you say have the flu? Nine. Nine. My goodness. Yeah, it was four Sunday, and it was up. That was but yesterday. It was up oh, to wow. nine yesterday when we talked to Coach Barry. So maybe more. I don't know, but we'll find out here real oh, soon. Wow. All right, Al. Thank you, buddy. Yep. Y'all have a great day. <laughs> I'll hold her, everybody. We'll be right back. Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Glad you're with us this afternoon. I want to thank Al Holder for joining us and wish Brian Dozier obviously a lot of luck. This segment sponsored by Hattiesburg Toyota, one of the biggest car dealerships in the Pine Belt. Massive inventory. I wouldn't even begin to know how many guess how many cars they have there. Previously owned vehicles go under like a three thousand six hundred and forty eight point check. I mean yeah. that, that's yeah. thorough. No, yeah. yeah, that's pretty thorough. <laughs> uh, and and Toyotas never break. No, they you don't. You buy one, you just drive it forever. I kind of feel sorry for those guys because, I mean, they get paid no. to sell cars, but if you're only selling them once every 20 years to people. You it's know? a sad story. I, I heard a couple of years ago that one of the mechanics was so lonesome that he had an affair with the Maytag repairman. 
They just didn't have anything to do. There's nothing else going on, and, and yeah. idle time is the devil's workshop, right? <laughs> so, yeah, but it's. And if it's you a, want to buy a Toyota, Kelly, uh, would you happen to know how to get in touch with the Hattiesburg Toyota? I'll bet if you called 601 544 9630, that's 544 9630, somebody there could put Fix you through you to somebody. Up because yeah. they're going to sell all of them. That's for sure. Yeah, great dealership. Really appreciate uh, their sponsorship of the show. And quality never goes out of style. No, well, that's that's absolutely right. That, yeah. Those are truly quality-made right. vehicles. All right, so uh, Ole Miss, Southern Miss tonight. Uh, a kid you know pretty well expected to do some pitching tonight for Southern Miss. Yeah, Drew Boyd, the left-hander. Uh, and I'm not sure. I think Drew's a sophomore now. Maybe, or maybe he's so. still a freshman. I, I don't right. know. But uh, had surgery last year and had to sit out. He's a you know, crafty left-hander. Um, and, you know, he got injured one of his years at Oak Grove, but I think if, if he had not gotten injured that his last year at Oak Grove, they'd have probably won. Just, you know, it's easy to – hindsight's always twenty twenty, but wouldn't have surprised me if Oak Grove would have won state that year. But he's going to go up again. And, then, of course, Ole Miss has got John Rice Plumley from Oak Grove, who was also the quarterback for the football team mm-hmm. doing uh, double duty. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll have a lot of Lamar County, this area where our studio is, um, another Oak Grove kid that plays for Ole Miss, you said, hurt his arm this weekend. Yeah, Luke Lyon, who's a commit to uh, to Ole Miss, who pitches for Oak Grove. Oh, he's a high school pitcher. Yes, right now. yeah. So uh, Oak Grove has had another, you know, another another injured pitcher. It just seems right. like one year, one at least one of them is going down. It just seems like to me that there's more of that than ever before. Am it's I not, wrong about that? The running joke is now it's not whether a pitcher is going to have surgery. It's just when. Why is that, though? Because of the I, – I think the only thing that's different in the game today at the youth level than it was 20 or 25 years ago is all this travel ball, and they just get overused. Um, and, and parents are trusting coaches and so on, and I'm not, I'm not blaming the coaches necessarily. I'm just saying – and we've talked about the physiology of the human body. It's not designed to throw a baseball that way. You're not, it's not – softball pitchers, that underhand, that's the natural motion of the of the human body so it's a lot of stress on the arm and as these kids are being seen and playing in these national tournaments it's just they're just pitching more than they ever used to so tell me if i'm wrong about this now but is this not a combination of a the people putting on all these tournaments and all these leagues are making a lot of money that's why they're doing it sure and b many many parents are are more than happy to go along with it because they see that as the road to a baseball scholarship for their son. And in the end, those two desires create a situation where more kids are being injured. I think you hit it right on the head. But there's, there's nothing like a natural high from a parent standpoint than to see your kid out there on the mound and you see 15 or 20 scouts with stopwatches and writing notes about mm-hmm. your kids. That's a natural high. They're always appealing – to, to ego and and I get that and because I went through it even though we kind of used baseball trips with my son more as a just let's we don't go on we don't fish we don't deer hunt or stuff like that we kind of did the baseball thing just to for buddy right, trips right. you know but I think lots of times when parents take all these kids to all these showcases and I'm not trying to take food out of anybody's mouth but if they would take that same money and put it in a mutual fund Mm-hmm. When the kid was ten years, right. they, they wouldn't have <laughs> they to. They wouldn't have to worry about a scholarship. No, they, they wouldn't. The money would be there, you know, right. to, to send exactly. them to school. But you know, there, but there's a lot of prestige involved. You know, if you can say, "Hey, I got signed to go play at such and such school or whatever," so I get that. I get that part too. But it is, it's a very fine line that, and then, but then you take somebody like Justin Verlander, the fine pitcher with the Houston Astros and formerly, you know, of the Tigers. Guy's been in the major leagues. I don't, you know, double digit years. Has never been hurt. 
Mm-hmm. Throws 120 innings every year. Right. Yeah, at least, you know, and just never gets hurt. So, you know, it's just one of those things. But, but for sure, the incidences of younger players, pitchers, having Tommy John surgery is, is on the rise. No question. And the, and the surgeons will even tell these guys, don't play all year round, you guys. To, you know, give your body a and break. And we've talked about this a lot on the show, too. A lot of these professionals are telling these kids, don't play baseball year-round. Go play basketball. Go play football. Go play golf. Do something different besides throw a baseball 12 months out of the year. And those baseball coaches, too, will say, I like a kid that'll get down in a three-point stance. Yeah, Coach sweat a little told bit. us many a time. Yeah. He likes a multi-sport kid. Tough, because it, it teaches them real toughness. Well, I think about the Oak Grove kid. That played third base here a couple of years ago. I can't believe I can't remember his name. Taylor Braylon. Yeah, it's like having a linebacker on the baseball team, and you like that, man. I mean, he was tough. It, he's even. I'm, I'm even scared to ask him for an interview. Yeah, he's, <laughs> a, well, he's a pretty. He's a nice kid, though. He know? is, he's, but he doesn't talk a whole lot, you know. No, so you don't doesn't. know what he's thinking. You know, he could squash <laughs> you like a roach at any minute, but he never would. But I'm just, I'm just saying, he's a big dude. You got to uh, be careful. You know? Taylor Braley's not going to squash anybody. So he just, could. He could. Yeah, he could, no, that's but, what I'm saying. He but could. He's a nice kid. Oh yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I still, you know, I still call him Mister Braley. Exactly. You know? well, that's for good reason. <laughs> yeah. All right, we'll be back tomorrow at one. Thanks for tuning in each and every day. We'll see you tomorrow at one o'clock. Until then. Southern Miss to the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. I want to fly like an eagle to the sea. Fly like an eagle, let my spirit carry me. I want to fly like an eagle till I'm free. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.